My name's Rob and I'm the host of Real Friends, a podcast dedicated to sharing the real stories of real friends with the belief that each one of us wants to be fully known and fully loved. Think about when you were in your 20s. What were the biggest joys and challenges you faced during that season of life? Can you remember? Today, we resume our conversation with some of my favorite 20-somethings as we discuss mental health, relationship, and the role of God in their lives. Excuse the background noise as we recorded our conversation in a local restaurant that was noisy but fun. Listen to their honest, open, wonderful conversations as they discuss both the joys and challenges they face navigating their current season of life. Thank you for listening. This is Real Friends. So I'm here today with four of my favorite 20-somethings. We're here for part two. And so um, Kyra actually wasn't here with us for part one. So one of the things we did in part one is we had you introduce yourself and provide a a small 60-second bio. So do you want to go and introduce yourself? Give us a quick 60-second bio. Yeah. So I'm Kyra. I am 27 years old. I'm an ICU nurse. Some hobbies of mine. I really enjoy being outdoors. Um, I listened to the to the first part of the podcast, and so I know a lot of people like to be outdoors here. Um, I enjoy exercising and lifting weights on my days off, and seeing friends and family. That's a little bit about me. Okay. So we also have Ben, Erica, and Hannah from Part One. So. <clears throat> So I thought in order to kick things off, we kind of pick back up where we left in part one, and that's talking about health. Only this time I want to go ahead and kick things off with a question on emotional or mental health. Namely, what's the strongest or most prevalent emotion that you feel these days? It could either be joy, peace, hope, happiness, anticipation, Or maybe the flip side of it. It could be anxiety, fear, uncertainty, worry, or something in between. What's the most prevalent emotion that you feel? Kara, you want to kick us off? I'd love to. So, surprisingly, with all the things that are happening in our lives and in this world, the most prevalent emotion I have right now is joy, which I'm so thankful for. Um, Just amidst the chaos. Being able to have my own sense of peace and happiness and joy and really leaning on that, figuring out what makes me happy, knowing that I'm going to be okay, everything's going to turn out all right, somehow, someway. Good. Erica? I've been dealing with a lot of sadness, and it's something that's been lingering longer than I'd like to admit, but yeah, sadness. And is that the, the migraines that you're dealing with? A little bit, um, yeah. also depression and some anxiety, mm. a lot of things. Yeah. Um, it's a really hard time. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, as happy of a person that I am usually, I feel like I'm definitely more anxious. Um, definitely a lot of anxiety. There's a lot going on right now. Um, but I wouldn't normally describe myself as an anxious person. Normally I'm a pretty happy person. Yeah. But, yeah, you, it comes in waves. <laughs> yeah, hard not to. It's right. just life. Yeah. yeah. Ben? I would say both happiness and anxiousness, because 
it seems like this whole summer I've just been going out of town for weddings and seeing family and stuff, so there's a lot of happiness getting to see everybody again, and also anxiousness because lots of travel and making sure everything's in order for those trips. Yeah, good. Um, so, several of you already alluded to this, but how do you deal with stress and anxiety? What are your top stressors, worries, or concerns during this season of life, and how do you mitigate those stressors? It can either be exercise, prayer, maybe conversation with somebody, could be counseling, maybe meds, could be fasting from social media. So, anxiety and stress. And part of the reason that I asked is that the, the article that I gathered these questions from, one of the comments was is that there's a high amount of expectation from society, parents, friends, employers, self-pressure, financial responsibilities, physical health, um, either on you or loved ones that uh, they're just saying that they think that the amount of stress and anxiety that you all face these days maybe was higher than when I did when any thoughts? Anyone want to kick that off? I think exercise. That's like your go-to. Yeah, that's usually my go-to. That's the like quickest and easiest thing to that you can jump right into to help offset anxiety. There's so much science behind it. Any doctor will tell you exercise. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not a cure-all, but I think it's something that everyone can do in the moment. So do you have a home gym? Do you want to... Um, I, before COVID, I went to a gym and then now I just work out at home, mostly treadmill and then like no equipment, um, like exercise videos just on YouTube and Instagram. So it's easy. Not easy, but... Easy to... to, uh, Yeah, you can replicate it at home. I can replicate it at home. I don't need a full gym. Exactly. If you don't need a full gym, that does make it a lot easier. Yes. Any thoughts, Erica? Um, I do counseling once a week, um, which has been um, very interesting to explore a lot of repressed traumas and things that I have, uh, specifically dealing with migraines and growing up and... Um, attachments and forms of, um, I guess I feel like I missed out a lot growing up on peer-to-peer interactions and so a lot of my loneliness now is based on that as well. Um, So I do try and practice mindfulness, um, which is what I've been working on with my therapist, but also exercise and then um, just like distraction techniques, I guess, like getting out of my head and doing something, whether it be an activity that I enjoy or just like forcing myself to do something opposite action kind yeah. of thinking. Yeah, good. Thank you for sharing. Kyra? Um, so there's several ways that I um, kind of de-stress and cope and take time for myself during the week. Um, I find that if I take time um, to focus on scripture and prayer first thing in the morning. It really helps set the tone for my day and whenever I don't do that I really feel out of balance. Um, and then just focusing on you know making healthy choices, just one little good decision at a time. Eating a healthy meal, focusing on you know protein, have fruits and vegetables, drinking a gallon of water a day. I feel ten times better than I did before I did that. 
Um, so consistency is key for me, and you know, having a um, a treat meal. I call it a treat meal instead of a cheat meal because um, I'm not really cheating. I'm I'm treating myself, and I don't feel bad about it. So um, like eating that. eating a meal and and being okay with it, and then jumping right back on my my health kick. That's go. that's kind of how I do it. Um, and I do CrossFit at least three times a week. Most weeks. Um, and Isn't so, that with a group of people? Yeah, it's with a group of people. And so the gym that I go to, the people are so supportive. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be surprised, you know, the progress you can make in a few months. Yeah. And so my advice is to do something that you've always wanted to do that excites you and challenges you. And do it all the time. Um, and then... Making it a point to reach out to someone that I haven't talked to in a while each week. Um, that really makes my day and makes their day. And so, and, you know, we're both smiling for the week, so. Well, Kyra actually beat me to the punchline because what I was going to ask you at the end of all this is what sort of advice you had for others who are wrestling with men mental stressors, so. Oh, yeah. I was at a pretty low point last fall, and I really had to dig myself out so to speak and be really intentional and, and figure out what I wanted what was going to make me happy and it's hard work but it's yeah. worth it yeah. um, so pay attention to yourself because your dreams really do matter yeah. I agree with you 100% in terms of I've also been trying to rely on scripture um, because one of the, the phrases that you hear in scripture over and over again is fear not, fear not, fear not and the other thing that Jesus says is do not let yourself be troubled. And so in Romans it talks about the whole idea of renewing your mind. And so I really have been trying to be much more intentional, um, even at my age, in terms of renewing my mind with scripture and trusting and believing those things, basically that Jesus says. Love hearing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Hannah on this one. I just exercise. So every day after work, I go for a run. And after that, I don't have enough energy to stress. <laughs> there you go. So, I'll also do like after workouts, too. I don't go to the gym right now. I'm almost COVID is over. But. So it sounds like we have the perfect crowd here. And if I were to suggest that we go out and do like a 5K, just instead of meeting for like a... Q-Live get-together, we can do <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I don't like running. <laughs> I'll walk, it, but I'll be in the last place. Yeah. I'll kidding. be dead last. I would walk with you, too. <laughs> so, so, Kyra already kind of hit on it. Anybody have any advice in terms of, like, you know, during this current season of life, if somebody else were kind of wrestling or dealing with some of the same stressors and anxieties, to me, one of the other big things that I've done is I have stayed away from like um, the mainstream media i no longer get my news from them i get it from a christian radio station where i feel like since they're christian there's some sort of integrity in terms of trying to report the truth and then also i spent a much smaller amount of time on social media than i did say back during the heyday of COVID. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've done the same thing. I have switched to, I've Googled the most unbiased news sources. Yeah. I just want the facts and I don't, I don't want to hear all the you know, slander and not nice things. I just want to 
know what I need to know in order to be up to date, but I don't need all the negative, yeah. you know, obviously some facts are very negative, but yeah. you know, you don't need the added negativity to your day. Right. I'd like to know the new source that you're looking at, because mine's not Christian yeah, based, that's mine interesting. Is, I listen to um, townhall.com. Townhall Townhall? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's, you're familiar with rock radio station? 91.5, it's the local Christian radio station. They, um, at the top of the hour is when they have their little news segments, typically one to two minutes. And it's uh, townhall.org, it's I believe the, the source. Yeah. yeah. Um, any thoughts in terms of recommendations out of YouTube? I was gonna say just um, pick a hobby and take time for yourself. Really, it's important to when you're stressed to make time for yourself. That's kind of the first thing that gets lost. I think in the jumble of the stress cycle is yourself, and you get so worried about everything, and you're really forgetting to take care of yourself. Self care is important. Any thoughts about it? Yeah, kind of building off of it. Just find a hobby that's completely separate from your stress. So like in college, you know, the stress is always homework and tests and assignments. And I had tennis practice or swimming practice every day after school. And so during those two or four hours, whatever it was, I wasn't even thinking about what test I had tomorrow. I was purely that. So finding an activity that's completely separate. Yeah. Anybody ever take up axe throwing as a hobby? <laughs> that's actually as that's actually popular in the St. Louis area, Axe Throwing. Yeah, yeah, I've been Axe Throwing. I've done it. Wow. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is, I mean, it's pretty hard, but I had fun doing it. You yeah. get better at it. <laughs> I can see where that would potentially be a de-stressor. Yeah. <laughs> Next group activity. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's do that instead of the podcast. Right. Or instead after of the kick, right after curiosity. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't we do it all? <laughs> I like curiosity. Next Saturday, no. Um, okay, so the next question is what are you most excited about during this current season of life and why? It could either be your career, it could be a hobby, it could be a personal business, travel, relationships, health, spiritual, financial. Could maybe be doing this podcast with me. <laughs> what are you most excited about, and why? And what's the best thing that has either happened to you or not happened to you? I'm excited. Um, my sister is moving to Germany. Oh, wow. What? And so she wants someone to come visit her as often as possible. Uh, so I'm really excited to visit her. Yeah. I have a lot of vacation time saved up. I'm just going to go there and spend like two or three weeks with her exploring. Um, so I'm really excited about that and it's all we can talk about. Yeah. Even though I'm going to be really sad when she leaves. But How long will she be gone? Two or three years. Okay. Where's she going? Cologne. That's Okay. Wow. I'm very familiar with that area. Really? Yeah. It's wonderful. I'll have to give you some travel tips. Yes, please. We would love that. Can you speak German? Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> she can either. Yeah, great opportunity to learn. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty okay. easy to pick up. Okay. There. No, I don't think so. No way. Yeah. That's also true. Instead of bad. They like you trying. 
<laughs> oh, I absolutely tried, and they said no. <laughs> I am in the process of looking for houses, which is exciting but also stressful. But I'm making it um, more exciting, I think, by doing it with my fam my family. Um, so I've been going to a couple open houses and just kind of looking online, and we've kind of made it a family to do. So. Do you want something that's new? Or are you looking no, for like looking a two-family bungalow? You're looking for something like in in the city, something that's in probably. Uh, I want like 15 to 20 minutes away from work. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So. But I like the old charm um, of like the Northampton area. So. Yeah, had a friend who moved in off of uh, Lothbrook, that area mm -hmm. down South City area. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. got. Uh, I guess it's probably a two bedroom. Single bath, and then the, the basement's kind of fixed up downstairs. Yeah, so. that's kind of what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. We had well, a good one that we went to last week, but I don't have pre financing, so. Pre approved, gotcha. Yeah, no. right. Don't have that. It's my next step yes, <laughs> to right. figure that out. Yep. But uh, exciting. Yeah, it's kind of exciting to yeah. work on that. Kara? Mm -hmm. I don't have any big events or anything like that planned. Um, I'm just most excited about like propelling myself in each little area of my life and just making the most of it. So whether it's my career or my gym or with, you know, this group, this church, um, I'm loving it. I feel really blessed. So I'm, I'm really wanting to lean into that and, and uh, pay attention to the, the good things in my life. Good. Sadie. Yeah. Ben, how about you? Yeah, I just started my MBA program last week, so that's my new goal in life. Is what is that? Years from 36 now. hours, 45 hours? Uh, 39. 39. Yeah. Well, so. well, it seems that? like a lot. It was 48, but like my undergrad classes transferred and I got rid of nine of those nice. credits. Oh, so. You're going to try to knock that out in two years? I'm going to try. It, it's either going to be two or two and a half, depending how motivated I am. But I find just even like within the two weeks that I've been doing it, I'm way more motivated just because I'm learning new stuff every day. Like I'm not as bored just sitting at all aspects of life. Yeah, it's good. Cool. Okay. Um, so back to health. Again, uh, emotional mental health. Um, the author here said that the majority of the 20-somethings that he works with express feelings as though they're limbo or lostness. So how big of a deal is either loneliness during your current season of life or some sort of sense of lostness during your current season of life? And do you think that's a normal experience in your 20s? I feel like it's a normal experience in your 20s, but for me, I feel like it's kind of ultra in a way because I'm so isolated sometimes with my migraines like literally the past week I've been in bed for five days so like I haven't been able to reach out to friends I didn't go to work my mom and dad basically kind of took care of me and so I think it's hard to feel like a sense of community and belonging yeah. within yeah. that um, darkness um, but I feel like even after college, like everyone's moving different places. Um, half my college friends went to Kansas City, half of them went to St. Louis, some others stayed in or near Columbia where I went to college. And so I think 
this time period of your life is just a settling into a new normal, I think, and trying to find out where you belong. Yeah. So, are you originally from the St. Louis area? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who aren't from St. Louis, I can only imagine that it's even more challenging when you come here and, like, you kind of start from scratch and don't know anybody. Absolutely. So, any thoughts on that, Kyra? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's taken up until this past year for me to have some sort of sense of community and it took me really seeking out that community whether it be mm-hmm. the gym or the church um, especially because I work weekends so finding mm-hmm. a church that had um, options for, for people that couldn't come on Sunday that was that was huge for me um, and did you move here like at the start of COVID? no I've actually lived here since um, 20, 2018 okay. late 2017 yeah I, I went to nursing school here, so my life was nursing school and then figuring out my job and working nights, then switching to days and weekends. So it's a bit been a lot of uh, big transition. So I'm finally kind of in a routine, and so I can figure out okay, I can meet people on these days. And yeah. So how important is it to try to find that rhythm and routine in your life? It's a big deal for me. When I'm out of that routine, I feel out of balance, out of whack. Yeah. So. Finding what's important to you and um, finding those those stronghold people, um, that's that's huge for me. Any thoughts? Yeah, I think when you're in college, like you're surrounded by everybody your age, so making friends is pretty dang easy. Yeah. And then once you're graduated and you're on your own, it's kind of like, don't know where to meet people now, so build that community, like you said, it's a lot tougher. You gotta really put an effort to be active in the community and joining small groups like this to meet people. Yeah, yeah. Um, any thoughts, Hannah? That's why I joined. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have friends here though, but yeah. it's always good to make more and to be connected to your church, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I worked at MasterCard International for a while, and it's um, they're in the process of outsourcing. And so before my job, kind of had the fear that my job would be outsourced. Ended up getting a job back at uh, Boeing, Boeing Corporation. And when I came back to, to Boeing, it's, there was kind of like culture shock because I was surrounded by a bunch of even though I was older, these people were older than me, and I just felt so lonely. And when I sat down at my desk, I, I actually, my eyes teared up. I was just so swept away with this whole new work environment. Um, now granted, that was probably, I've been back and going for maybe 20 years now, but even then, for somebody who was uh, in his 40s, it was, that was a stressor on me, so. Um, takes a lot of guts to go into a place where you don't really know people very well and they've already got their their groups and um, yeah 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 it does but usually the end result is good yeah yeah oh yeah I'm so thankful now that I'm with the company yeah yeah I'm definitely in my sweet spot in the company right now. I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> extremely <laughs> um Okay, so let's come up for air for a minute. I have kind of a silly question, but let's talk about the bucket list. What's something 
that you have to accomplish during your current season of life. You can be either travel, parachuting, maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to go surfing, maybe you want to do a triathlon. Maybe you want to mountain climb, see a particular artist or entertainer. Maybe you want to open your own zoo. So what's something on your bucket list? In this season of life? Um, you can spread it, you can be flexible with that this season. I've always wanted to go to Australia and I want to see the, I want to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef and then yeah. I want to go to the Australian Zoo. I was obsessed yeah. with Steve Brown when I was a little kid. Yeah. So that has always been on my bucket list and that's what I always say. What do you want to see at the zoo? Is it the koala? Is that what they're known for at the Australian Zoo or the kangaroo? The crocodiles. Crocodiles. <laughs> but yeah, the koalas too. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. Just well, everything. Uh, I want to see, they do the shows yeah. and everything uh, with the crocodiles and they feed yeah. them and everything. Yeah. Doesn't his son work there now? Yes, like, I follow him on Instagram. Oh, really? See as good as his dad? Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> he's very good. Yeah, no, they're great. Yeah, good. Kind of along those lines, my goal for the past year has been to go to one country on every continent. Even okay. Antarctica. Yeah. Love it. That would be a. Would you go there solo or would you take someone with you? Uh, Probably travel with people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If people are willing to go. Right. If you (laughs) have friends, if you have any friends who are adventurous, um, yeah. Any thoughts, Cameron? Oh yeah, I got lots of thoughts on this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I went skydiving and I went to my first national park this year. So now I'm kind of. My uh, my horizons, my my view has broadened with this whole bucket list thing. Um, So I want to um, get my scuba diving certification. I want to scuba dive. Uh, And I'd like to do my first triathlon, so the smallest sprint to start. Um, But, you know, I've always considered myself a decent swimmer, but I've never done any competitive stuff. I've kind of dabbled in running, and I just kind of rode my bike as a kid, but I, I just bought my first bike, so yeah. um, I went on a 20 mile ride last week, so. Yeah, um, good. You know, I'm Baldwin just, has a sprint, starting. sprint triathlon. Really? We can do something here locally in the St. Louis area. Oh yeah, I definitely would. Okay. Yeah, so this whole triathlon thing is a group. You're serious. Hey. Cool. How much do you have to run? <laughs> so the sprint, I think it's a 5K. I think it's a 5K. Right. I don't think it's okay. a 5K. Okay. So you're building up to the Iron Man, right? So I have a friend, a co-worker, I, that she just finished her first Iron Man. So she's she's my motivation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'd be great. Incredible. Yeah. Eventually. Wow. <laughs> teammates from college uh, as soon as we graduated he started training triathlons and right after the olympics he won the u.s nationals so he was just like a month too late to make the olympic team oh, wow. <laughs> if that's how it works bucket list bucket list um hiking the grand canyon like from rim to rim mm, is on my yeah. bucket list yeah. So I should do that while I'm young. Yes. <laughs> so how long does that take to hike from the room to the room? Depends on how you want to do it. But some people have done it in 24 hours, which is crazy. I wouldn't do that. I want to stay at the bottom. Overnight at least one night or two nights. Um, yeah, you got to be able to enjoy that when you go. Yeah. 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 I would love to check out the Grand Canyon, too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's worth it. I think everyone should go. Yeah. There are so Pictures many. Pictures do not do it justice. Yeah. I was in pure amazement. Even flying over it, when you see just how it just goes on and on and on, it's incredible. There really are a lot of neat landmarks here in the United States that I haven't even begun. I haven't even gone up in the arch yet. Really? Yeah. Well, I so got to. Yeah, so I probably need to add Next guild trip. There yes. you go. That's what it. That was I was the list. Where's our board? <laughs> right. We do need to create a board. What we're going to do with our guild. Vision board. Um, the first thing that I was going to do on my bucket list was create a bucket list. So, oh, so I can go. start keeping track of stuff. So check. <laughs> check. Yep. All right. So let's go to an interesting topic here. Relationships. We kind of talked about this, but what does it look like to develop new, healthy friendships during this current seasonal life? What sort of challenges do you face compared to when you were back in school? Or are there any challenges? Yeah, there are challenges. Time is one of them. Um, like here, Kyra, I uh, work in, as a pediatric nurse, so my schedule is very all over the place, so it's hard to say that I'm going to be somewhere. Um, one week and then next week I'll be somewhere different um, and then I have to factor in my migraines because those are unpredictable so my schedule kind of is all over the place and it's not how I'd like it to be but it's what is how it is so. it's definitely a lot harder to make new friendships and relationships after college I feel like you have an opportunity at work which I have made, you know, really good friends from work. Um, but outside of that, I feel like I don't know where I'm going to make any new friends. But always join a Bible study and make friends that way. But that takes like, you know, that you have to make those intentional steps. It's, it's just not as natural, you know, to just walk yeah. up to somebody. No, I agree. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> because you're yeah. free. The kids will do that. Yep. <laughs> I had a little Down syndrome boy today asking to marry him. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why can't everyone just be this open? Yeah, I was talking with another friend about this. And it definitely is easier when you're younger. Um, because all, it seems like when you're a kid, all you have to do is have like one thing, like a favorite ice cream. Mm-hmm. And then you can be best friends forever just because you both like the same ice cream. So, but then things change as we get old. Any thoughts, Karen? Yeah. I think we're having to become more creative um, and just kind of, I don't know. I, I speak to, to strangers pretty regularly. <laughs> I do too. And I uh, probably weird some people out because that's not the norm anymore. But I'm just like, hey, you know. How are you today? How's, how's everything been with your day today? And so, I don't know. I just try to strike up conversation when I have an opportunity. Um, especially when you live by yourself and you're, you're kind of doing life on your own. Do you feel it's safe doing that when you do that? Yeah, because I'm just saying hi to people. We're in the same place anyway. So, why not? No, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> ben, any thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a lot harder to make it's also hard to maintain yeah, older relationships too because it seems like some people went to night shifts, some people, you know, are very busy at nights, they're working out and doing whatever they do. So it's a lot harder to make time that everybody can be together. Yeah. 
Um, but it's just in different places in life. So one thing that Kyra mentioned, the whole idea of uh, joining a CrossFit, what I've discovered is the same thing like joining a running group. Uh, instead of trying to talk one of my friends into joining me running, what I did was I decided to take my passion for running. And a friend invited me to join a running group, so I joined the running group. And what I discovered uh, is that the people in the running group, and I'm sure it's probably similar to CrossFit, they're some of the most championing, encouraging, supportive, positive people. So already there's like a, a nice vibe there. And what's happened because I've stuck with it long enough, they've gone from just being running peeps to now some of them are genuine friends. And some, several of them are really very, very close to me that I admire and respect. And even when our running season is technically over, we still get together and run on the weekends. And sometimes we run on updates. Sometimes we do things that aren't even running related. So. Um, I definitely think if you're willing to make the commitment, kind of along the lines of what you're saying, to do something that you're passionate about, maybe if, even if you don't have a friend who can jump in with you, it can, uh, it can lead to friendship later. Um, so my guess is that probably half of you here are either contemplating or will contemplate marriage in the future. What sort of challenges do you face trying to meet or find someone that you'd be interested in dating? Do you rely upon workplace relationships, church relationships, online dating, and does technology help or hinder your efforts to meet someone? And somebody tell me, somebody tell me first of all, what is swipe left or swipe right the good direction? Does anybody know? The good direction is right. Okay, swipe right, okay. That means you're right the first Yes. All right, that question has finally been answered because I've asked it several, several interviews and nobody has known in the interviews that I've um, any thoughts? Anybody here interested maybe potentially later on down the road getting married? Yeah. Yeah. I've always uh, thought of myself, of, like, imagined myself married with kids. Um, but right now, I'm very, very open to whatever else life has to offer. And if that happens, great. But I'm not as focused on that as I used to be. And I'm, but as far as technology goes, I think that technology can help or hinder that. And I think that's with relationships in general right now. I think um, they can help tie us together, but then there's also this um, communication barrier when it comes to texting and even calling because you can't see that person's facial expressions and you can't fully understand what's going on with the other person. So. A lot of it is instant gratification also. A lot of it with the swiping is like, oh, there's always somebody else that could be better or nicer or smarter or whatever the additive is that you'd like to fill in the blank. But I think that's what I've found hard about online dating is like, and some people aren't who they say they are. So. I'm sure of that. Totally sure of that. But you find that in person too. I've never tried online dating um, for that reason. Scary because yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Um, 
But then, I, on the other side of the coin, I feel like if that's how everyone is meeting each other, then you almost feel obligated because no one is really going out and just meeting people the old-fashioned way, I feel like. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, hard. Fair. Not the way it used to be, like, with our, yeah. with our parents or right. um, aunts, uncles, siblings. Would you let your parents pick a spouse for you? Oh, they tried. <laughs> my mom cried when I broke up with my last boyfriend. I was like, you're supposed to be on my side. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, oh, she's trying to set me up. Her friend's trying to set me up. <laughs> Gosh. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you trust it's, your... It's pressure, for sure. Yeah. The last two years... Mostly the last year. It's been a lot of pressure from, like, are you, she, she just wants a grandbaby. That's all she does. Right. <laughs> she would kill me if she heard this podcast. Well, she she says it all the time. Yeah. She just wants a grandbaby. I'm like, you are fully capable of adopting a child. <laughs> I was like, you don't even know. You don't even know. So there's definitely that pressure and like it's funny but it's also like it actually does kind of weigh on you a little bit and are you feel like one? no I have <laughs> more sister wife she's given up on my older sister oh, okay. my older sister so is like to going to Germany like she has no interest she could be the man of you never know I know I'm scared of that don't want her to stay there <laughs> um, but yeah definitely pressure yeah no good well thank you for your honesty Ed, any thoughts? Yeah, I don't have that pressure because I have an older brother who's already married, so <laughs> that pressure is gone. That's nice. <laughs> but, uh, just in terms of contemplating maybe one of these days down the road getting married, what are the challenges meeting somebody that you would actually consider dating? Would you want to? I don't want to say. Like, I've known people who have dated people or and then if it doesn't work out at the workplace, they're not awkward. Yeah. I know people have dated people from the church, doesn't work out. Either gotta find different churches, find different and so there is certainly there's risk, but there's risk involved with everything, right? So I definitely think so. My three roommates from college all got married this summer, so mm. it, it kind of puts wow. a little pressure on you, but also it makes me realize only 24 years old, no, girl, I, relax like, like, this time, don't so it's fine. worry about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, good. God has a plan. That's what I always try and think whenever yeah. I get a little stressed about it. Yeah. Because you do start to feel like you're behind it when your friends all start getting married and yeah. mom wants the baby. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what societal oh norms? Oh, right. You just yeah. like, I'm not going to like, I don't know, I'm not like stress about it. So, what's like the top one or two traits that you would look for in a future spouse? And let's be honest, how important are looks? I think one of the most important traits is that they're the same religion as me. I think if they're Catholic, like I'm totally fine with that. I grew up Catholic, you know, like, you know, all the different subsets of Christianity. But I think it would be 
nearly impossible for me to to be with someone who doesn't believe in Jesus. I would always be worried about that person not being in heaven with me, and I just couldn't deal with that on a day-to-day basis. I agree. It'd be really hard to fall if you were to fall in love with someone who has a different religion. Amen. No, I agree with you 100. percent Yes, I'm gonna try and avoid that. That would be a major issue for me too. Yeah. 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 It's not just that. It's like three main things: religion, politics, and financial stuff. Seeing eye to eye on this because I feel like those are the main three areas where people fight with each other. So you can see eye to eye on those three things. A lot of major arguments can be avoided. That's very true. Yeah. Would you make them attend the Dave Ramsey class first, just to see if they could? Anybody familiar with Dave Ramsey? Oh. Um, so Dave Ramsey is a financial analyst who bases bases his teaching with a lot of Christian principles. He has his own radio show, he may have a TV show, but he has a class that they actually offer at our church to help people get their finances in order. And it's really, it's a very, very good good class. I, I listen to the CDs and everything. So I'm familiar. Good speaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would definitely want to do like some type of marriage course before I get married to myself. Yeah. Whatever that may look like, I yeah. don't know, but. I know my brother and his wife went through it and it completely transformed the way they do money and take care of their finances. So, in a, in a good way. <laughs> so, good. Yeah, I would definitely take that class at the Grass and Yeah. Just to get more knowledge. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, where would your significant other have to rank? They could get no <laughs> further than, like, would you marry a 2? Oh my! God. I was like, "What is he asking?" So, how is that? How is the? How is the person's ranked? How is the? Yeah. Yeah. Ten would be top. <laughs> they should be a ten in your eyes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I like that. That's a good answer. All right. We got a smooth talk here at the table. That's how to dodge a question one on one. Right. Yeah. It's like I'm the only right. guy here. Um, He's the only guy here. Do girls still expect guys to pursue them to initiate the first move? And do guys believe that they're called to be the pursuers? Are things changed in 2020? Are girls now the pursuers? Both. Okay. I would say both ways. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's different for for everybody. I don't think there's just a certain. That's what I found is that some people expect to be per- pursued and other people don't. So. How about you three? Hmm? How about you three girls? And then we'll ask. Since Ben is the only guy here, he's kind of at a disadvantage. So we'll let you girls answer first. That'll give Ben an opportunity to craft his answer. <laughs> right now it makes you wrong. I think it's individualized now. I think that if you're comfortable with reaching out and asking for the first date, then that's what you're comfortable with. If you're not, then it either works or it doesn't. So, if you like somebody, go for it. But I don't know. That's how I am. I feel like life is short. I feel like I probably wouldn't wait around forever for somebody to <laughs> notice me or ask me out if I if I felt very strongly. I probably I I wouldn't go up to just anybody though. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I think that some people are more traditional in the sense of wanting the guy to pursue them, but then now I think it's more 
um, accept it for a girl to for sure reach out. I agree. Ben, have you had time to craft an answer? Put <laughs> <laughs> pressure on us. <laughs> no, I, I think it's definitely. I guess Kyra just said it's more acceptable to go the other way. But I feel like what, from what I've seen with my friends and all their relationships, it still mostly goes. Poor Ben. He's over here like sweating. I know. Good answer. I think God kind of hardwired guys to be just in general, like our pursuers, even think back to just like, uh, yeah, just the general nature of guys. So I think as long as they can do it in a way that's respectful, the girl, they ask the girl out, and she's honest with the guy right from the bat in terms of whether she's interested or not. And I think it works well that way. Like that answer too. Would you live with someone before marrying? Exactly. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I already have, so I guess I would do it again. It was interesting. You learn a lot about the person. Granted, we lived at my parents' house, so that was a little awkward, yeah, but um, it was what worked at the time. was during COVID and he needed to be in the city and he lived in Farmington so he needed to, to be in a different living situation than what he could have. So. I don't always think it's a great idea to live together before you get married but for us it worked. I feel like I wouldn't put it off the table. I think you definitely have to have a very strong relationship beforehand and know that that's your person. It would be nice to be sure you can live with someone before you get married, but I don't know. I can kind of see it going the other way, too. I haven't really decided either way for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I think you've got to really know the person and be careful and not jump into anything too quickly if you don't know them because yeah. I've seen things go bad for people and they don't know them and then you're living with them and okay now what so if you're sure about that person then maybe that's not the worst option but also like you said maybe it's not the best option yeah, I yeah, kind of like I've seen relationships that they go south of the person. They're living together and they almost feel trapped because they don't have anywhere to go if they work in the relationship. So it almost forces you into continuing something even if it's not healthy. That's why I don't think that would. So um, I'm not sure if I shared with you all enough, but I've actually been married and divorced three times. One of the things that I've learned from that experience is that I would not live with someone. Because I think in um, living with someone is just led to naturally crossing physical boundaries, having sex. And um, I think that ends up, kind of along the lines of what Ben said, it ends up sucking you into this relationship, much closer, deeper relationship than, than I should have had. 
because I think if you leave sex out of the equation, it gives you an opportunity to see a person kind of as they, they really are. And you, you end up making healthier decisions in terms of, you know what, either this person has some issues and they're not ready for a relationship or, you know what, I've got some issues that still need to be worked on. And I think there is much more freedom when you're both living separately and everything. And then you can maybe then work on your issues and come together. Um, because the big mistake that, that I feel I've made is the, the common denominator in each one of my divorces was me. And then also I think being intimately in, involved with the person before I got married. In hindsight, now I can say that I think that's really mistakes and I'm happy to say for the past 15 16 years I haven't made those same mistakes again ever. I've only dated one person and that was 10 years ago but uh, even then the beautiful thing about it even though I was attracted to the person didn't make the same mistakes I'd made before we didn't live with one or we weren't intimate and uh, so there is hope you can't teach an old dog new tricks <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Oh, thank you for listening. Um, my next question is, how does God enter into the whole relationship, dating, marriage picture? Or does he? Do you believe that God has a plan and purpose for how you date and eventually get married or not? If so, what's his plan? I've actually been thinking about that a lot lately, and I think that God definitely has a plan and wants to guide you in the right direction comes to choosing your life partners because if you both have a strong relationship with God or maybe one's a little stronger than the other but you can encourage one another and help each other grow that relationship and I've just found how that's that's so important to me to find that person because it can either help or hinder your spiritual your spiritual growth and life with God so God wants that you be in that bond to to make things stronger and better. Amen. So, yeah. That ties in with what you were saying earlier. In terms of, it would be very challenging to, to date somebody who doesn't have the same beliefs. Even if you're, one of you is stronger than the other one. Whether you believe in that Jesus is who he says he is or not, that's like a major black and white type thing. Yeah, so any thoughts? I think he definitely has a plan. I'd like to know it, but you know. <laughs> but I don't have the answers, so I just uh, have to wait and buy my time. Um, but yeah, I think he's a big part of a relationship I want with my future spouse. Huh? I hope he has a plan. No, I, I know he does. Um, but yeah, it's hard to it's hard to wait and try. I feel like I find myself trying to think like, what is God's plan? Like, what should I do here? Am I going to stray from the plan if I do this? So I don't know. Maybe I just get in my head a little too much about it. But I definitely think that there is a plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't have much to add. Okay. I, I definitely think he has a plan. Yeah. Oh, I promise you it's a plan. I promise you it's a plan. For <laughs> like each that one smile. Of you. <laughs> I promise you. Um, okay, so 
just to wrap things up on relationships, what sort of advice would you have for 20-somethings or young adults trying to either develop new friendships, new relationships, or maybe an emphasis on uh, a long-term goal of marriage? Any thoughts? Be open-minded. Okay. Yeah. And really um, be intentional and strive for the life that you want and grow in your relationship with God because once you do that, you'll start attracting the type of people that you imagine and want for yourself in your life. Um, and then you retract others. So, yeah. Good. Hannah, That's a good thought? point. Um, yeah, live your life the way... What am I trying to say? <laughs> I, I really like what, what Kyra said. Just, you know, living life how you think it should be lived and you'll attract the right person, someone similar to you who believes in similar things as you. Um, Isn't that an awesome idea, however? Yeah. Live your life being you, fully who God created you to be, in that full glory, and if somebody sees it and they're attracted to that, that's the type of person that you want to attract to. Who sees yeah. you being fully who you are, who you're afraid to be, loving life the way you are right now, yeah. not just even though maybe you have a goal, hope one day, not letting that be the, uh, the primary focus or worry or bog you down like an anchor. No. Yes, not being someone that you're not to attract the person that you're not meant to be with. <laughs> yes. Just a, a thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, ben? Yeah, I think kind of build on that. I've always heard like you should be happy on your own and the other person should be happy on their own. So then when you come together, you're both just happy together. Uh, if somebody's not happy, kind of like you were saying earlier, like work on yourself until you're at a place where you can date. Yeah, yep. amen. Social media. What are your social media platforms of choice and why? And how do you deal with the regular information explosion of social media? And then lastly, what would you do if you lost your phone? High anxiety, low anxiety, or somewhere? <laughs> if I lost my phone, the only reason I would have high anxiety is because it's so expensive. Ah. But I could go all day without looking at it. Mine would be work-related. I have to call in to my work line to know where I'm working, so that would be a bad situation. And it's happened once before, so I've had that experience. It was not fun. But social media, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really on it that frequently, but if I had to choose a platform, I guess Instagram. Yeah, I agree, Instagram. It's, it's usually more light, I think. A little more like happier, pretty yeah. pictures, yeah. positivity. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Never, not Facebook, not Twitter. I don't, I don't see anything. I don't have a Twitter, so I don't. Instagram. Oh, that's good. But a lot of my friends, I think it's becoming more popular to distance from social media. So, two of my best friends mm. deleted all their social media. So I'm like, who do I even have to look, you know, to look at? To yeah. look at? <laughs> Interesting. So. Yeah. yeah. So would you do that? Would you just I keep totally cut yourself off? From it? I actually have. I did it for, I don't know, a month or two. And it was yeah. great. Yeah. I had so much more free time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually um, was more productive, got more stuff done than I needed to get done. I was I was distracted by yeah. social media. Probably even paid attention to movies. That's what my mom and my sister. Yeah. You're not scrolling. Even my dad do. They like have a TV show on or a movie, but they're also like on their phone. I'm like, are you even seeing what's happening? Yeah. 
Yeah. And they're asking <laughs> questions, and I'm like, it's because you missed it, because you were reading something online. Yeah. I only keep Facebook because I have a lot of international friends and family, so it's yeah. a good platform. The yeah. uh, Messenger is a great app for... Um, Messenger's kind of become like the new yellow page. Probably. If you it's, want to get a hold of people, they don't do, I don't even think they have a yellow page anymore. They don't. Or not printed. Right. Yeah. You just Google it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Any thoughts, Ben? Yeah, I would say I would be just fine without my phone. Over the weekend, I was in a wedding and we were staying in the middle of like a state park and there was no cell service, so I just yeah. left my phone in my room and didn't look Probably at it all weekend. had a great time. Oh yeah. Good lesson. Um, so there's that burning one question that Google can solve, but you can't. <laughs> um, mentors. Who do you look up to these days as a mentor or a role model? Or do you have one? And would you like one? If so, how do you go about getting a mentor? And then flip side of it is would you consider being a mentor to someone else in your life these days? Yes and yes. Okay. Care to share? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, I also talked to a counselor once a week, um, have been for, for quite some time, so I would consider her one of more, my mentors. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, if you want a counselor, don't give up till you, you find a, you know, you got to find a good one, one that you really connect with. Um, and then, you know, my dad's always been a role model, so I got my family, my family figures, my sisters who are older, and they've They've gone through some some life struggles and things, so get advice from them. Um, then I have a, a lady from church from a grief group that we really connected with, so um, we meet pretty regularly. So I'd say just just be open and, and um, imagine the type of role model and mentor that you want, and then you know ask them if you feel feel like they might be a good mentor. What's the hurt in asking if they don't have Absolutely. the time and they, they can't do that and they say no, then that's okay too. Yeah, but. yeah right. Yeah, good. Yeah. Darko? Um, growing up, my role model was my dance teacher. Um, since I haven't been dancing, I kind of lost a little bit of connection with her. Um, she was always somebody that I looked up to. She started her own business basically from scratch and has still she still currently owns the business. I think for eight years and so pretty awesome uh, work ethic on her part um, from the background that she had growing up. And then um, I have some work mentors that I look up to at work and um, I want to be like them when I grow up. <laughs> yeah. And then my parents are definitely role models. But um, as for me being a mentor, I just don't feel comfortable with that at work right now. Um, where I am, so I would be open to it in the future, but right now I'm just not at a good place to be, a, to be of advice. My parents are my mentors, I think. They both have very different personalities, so I feel like I get something different from each good. of them. Good. My mom is like you, Kyra, like she'll talk to anybody. I'll like look over and I'm like, who's she talking to? And I, and I ask her afterward and she's like, oh, I don't know them. And I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> Um, so she's just a very loving, kind person. And then my dad, he has such a good work ethic. Um, and he 
you know, he's he's just so hardworking. He never stops. So I I like I like both yeah, aspects yeah, of that's that. Cool. That's good. And Where'd I would you? be a mentor at work, I think. Um, we have new hires and new fellows all the time and teaching is a part of my job, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it. Good. Ben? Yeah, I had a mentor at work, but that was more like career oriented, you know. Uh, learning, learning a lot about what I did and stuff like that. But then, in, as far as my personal life, I don't think I've had a, a mentor per se. Um, kind of as Hannah was saying, my parents, I guess, always look up to them and go to them for advice. But, yeah, not a specific mentor. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you consider being a mentor, or is there anybody in your life where you think that you could play the mentor role for them? Yeah, I definitely would think so, but it would be one of those things where they'd have to approach me and ask, you know, ask advice. Yeah. I, I don't go giving advice unless it's asked for. Well, and I've even, so in my role, obviously I'm older, uh, I found that the crossings kind of opened the door for me to be involved in youth and, and uh, portal life group, and there are some guys who are originally in their young 20s we're now in their 30s who have families and spouses. And the crossings opened the door for me basically to to be involved in friendships and relationships where I found like the mentoring role that I've been able to play in people's lives, a lot of times it's really just doing life with them. Just get together like once a month, once every couple of months for coffee, just find out how things are going. Yeah. And then when you build that relationship, then just natural life questions will pop up. And I can share from my experience, a lot of times it's what not to do based on the mistakes <laughs> I made. <clears throat> and not so much from, I'm like, here, I'm so smart, I got that's so. Uh, and so I found if you do life with people and you try to do it from a, a perspective of that you're going to genuinely love someone for who they are, you know, you're not there to fix them, not there to change them. You're there basically just to love the person, do life with them. You know, that's about 90% of being a mentor, as far as I'm concerned. I agree. Um, I'm still a newer nurse, but I love teaching and mentoring new nurses and yeah. students. And for me, I'm learning just as much as they are, yeah. or maybe more yeah. from them, yeah, from right, their questions. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, right. the see one, do one, teach one, it's true. and. Also, like, I mean, I get asked questions all the time that I don't know the answer to, and I'm like, let's figure it out together. <laughs> this is what I normally do. I don't know if it's the exact right way, but just yeah. being one way. honest, this, <laughs> right. this, this, yeah, this is my way. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, for me, it's not about knowing it all or being it all. It's it's being there for someone that's new and and helping each other figure it out. So. <laughs> All right, as we begin to wind things down, um, the last topic that I want to touch on is spiritual. What's your faith story? Where are you in your faith wall? And how did you get to where you currently are in your faith wall? Say from where you were when you were a kid. What's your personal faith journey look like? If you're going to share that with somebody. Um, I've always been... I think I've always been at least a little bit spiritual. Grew up going to church, Sunday school. Um, 
did, you know, short-term Bible studies here and there in college, but then we get busy and, you know, kind of stop. But um, it's always been a part of my life. Um, I definitely grew much stronger in my faith the last, I guess, year and a half, two years, um, just from life difficulties and honestly, like, the worst days have brought me so much closer to God. That's and I feel like that's a lot worse, of people. That's the way it happens. A lot that's the way a lot of yeah. people have it happen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, as much as it sucks, certain things you go through. It, you know, Jesus it, it said, gets you closer to God. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I'm at least there to go through yeah. it with you, right? <laughs> so, and it can be grueling at times. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, that's definitely how I came to be. I don't want to say so in tune with my faith because I'm still learning a lot, but more passionate about it. Yeah, yeah good. Erica? I wouldn't say I'm new, but uh, at the same time, I would say I'm new. Um, yeah, no good. Um, I grew up sort of in the church, going to church with my friends. Um, started going more regularly in high school, and then college hit, and I don't know, I've just... I gotta believe there's something out there bigger than myself, and I have to believe that there's meaning for all this suffering yeah. that I'm going through, yeah. and that Jesus is walking through it with me, yeah. um, that I'm not alone, but it's not easy, and I'll let you go. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah, so my faith journey, uh, yeah, we're there for you. Actually, I can see a lot of me in you and what I've, I've gone through, and I've, I've felt the exact same way you're feeling right now. So I don't want you to feel um, So my faith journey, I grew up in various different little churches. I grew up in small town USA in southeast Missouri, so... Uh, multiple different preachers, pastors, um, types of churches, but um, I always enjoyed my time in the church, and uh, it was always a happy time. Get it was a time where my brothers and sisters, and mom and dad, grandparents, all got together. So just a very happy time to have lunch after church and things. Um, but I, um, over the years, it kind of grew more and more inconsistent, and it was just it was me in the church, and not so much the rest of the family. Um, and then so moving away to college, I really had to seek out my, my own sense of faith and spirituality and what, what did God and faith mean to me. So um, that's really, really grown and I've, I've been on a, I would say a pretty big journey over the past couple of years and so I'm learning a lot just like you were saying. But it's been great, and I mean, God's surprising me so much along the way. Um, there's more and more to Him, I've realized. Um, and he wants, he wants what's best for us. He doesn't want us to be suffering, but He also wants to be there with us through the suffering. So. Amen. Ben? Yeah, I grew up going to church every week, but it was one of those where your parents made you go, so you weren't going on your own well and so then I went to college and kind of 
drifted away a little bit. I would go once a month, but really wasn't into it. And then probably sophomore, junior year, started getting more into it, you know, going every other week. And by senior year, I made I had made the decision that I needed to go to church. Like, that's what I had been missing in my life. Um, and ever since graduating, I've just been trying to get closer and closer. That's why I joined this one. I still want to consider myself where I should be. You always look at other people and you're like, oh, there's so much better Christians. They know more about the Bible than me. They can quote from the scripture. That's just not me yet. So still working on it. Still want to get there. Um, Well, the great thing for those of us who are Christ followers is that we'll get to spend all of eternity getting to know Jesus, God our Father, and the Holy Spirit better and better, more and more intimate, more personal, all of eternity. And so that's what we have to look forward to. So final question, what would you like to say to either the person or the people that you love the most in life? <laughs> Thank you for being there for me and listening to me. So many people listen to me in my, you know, my times of need and honestly they've been the most helpful people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you is awesome. Yeah. I was going to say thank you too, but yeah. thank you for believing in me, even yeah. when I don't believe in myself. Yeah. Amen. We need people mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Thank you for, for doing life with me. The ups and downs, the good times, the bad times. And I love you. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you sums it up well. Just thanks for being my support when I needed it and happy when I'm happy and just going through life and getting it together. So thank you does sum it up well. I want to thank each one of you for taking time out of your busy schedule to do this. I appreciate each one of you. To all of our listeners in Podville, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. To a special friend of mine, I love you dearly. All our listeners, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Real Friends. Yay! Awesome. Yay. <laughs>